Hey, teacher friend, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, a podcast for teachers by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring you a podcast full of practical and helpful ideas from teachers. We all know that teaching is really hard work, and I want this podcast to be a place for you to not only find ideas, but to also find encouragement and motivation. I want to let you know about Prep for the First Day, a free three-day challenge that I am hosting over on my website, The Simply Organized Teacher. In the course of three days, you will get simple, actionable steps to getting prepared for the first day of school. Guys, it's coming up soon and we need to be prepared. We're going to go over how to set up your classroom in an organized way. I'll share with you a checklist of things needed for the first day, as well as encourage you as you begin a new year with organization and management tips that I think every teacher needs prior to the first day. Join me by signing up at the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash three day challenge. I'll see you over there. Today, you are listening to episode number 46, and I have with me a very special guest. He's not a teacher. I don't think he would ever be a teacher, but he is my husband, and I love him, and I thought it would be fun to bring him on to talk about something that we're both really passionate about, budgeting and managing our finances wisely. So a little backstory on me. I grew up in a home that really valued the importance of money management education. From the time I was 13, I began getting an allowance, and This was money that I could use to hang out with my friends, go to the movies, buy a Sonic ice cream, whatever other things 13-year-old girls are into. However, in order to continue earning that allowance, I had to keep up with this check register that my dad created. Back then, I thought it was dumb and pointless, but in hindsight, I can see how valuable it really was. I think that that is what has given me this passion for managing my money wisely and teaching my kids about money management. You can read more about how I implemented a classroom economy in my classroom by heading to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash implement classroom economy, or like always go to the show notes. Anyways, Cody and I began having conversations about finances and what our goals were and how we wanted to manage it way before we got married. And now they're a part of our weekly conversations. So also a little bit more context to kind of why I wanted to talk about this and bring Cody on about this is... When I first started teaching, I spent a lot of money setting up my classroom. And then when we got ready to move a few months ago, I had to sell all of it and sold it all for practically nothing. I would go to Target and see something and buy it. And then all of a sudden I noticed all my money was going to my classroom and it wasn't even always going to my kids. Sometimes it was to decorating things or organizing things or snacks. How you spend your money as a teacher is completely a personal choice. I personally feel that it's not my responsibility to buy my kids stuff. That doesn't mean that I never did it. There were times I bought my students clothes or shoes, but it was always out of a spirit of giving and not because I felt like I had to. It was more like what I felt God was calling me to do to show his love in that way. So I was kind of a mean teacher, I guess, because I never bought snacks for my kids. But also, I don't know if that makes me mean. I know kids can't help their circumstances and whatnot, but I also think as women, we get taken advantage of because the system knows that we're going to provide for our students. You should go listen to the Cult of Pedagogy podcast, episode number 119, called We're a Family and Other School Norms That Can Cause Burnout. This like is the heartbeat of how I feel about the education world right now. Anyways, I'll get off my soapbox because this episode isn't to tell you how you should spend your money. If you want to buy your kids snacks every week, then do it, but make a budget for it. 
And also at the end, I'm going to share some ways that I saved money or got creative to get things for my kids without having to spend my personal money. All right, you guys, enough rambling from me. I am about to introduce my husband, Cody, for our conversation. A couple things before we get started. So in complete and total honesty, we tried recording this like a month and a half ago and it did not go well. So we are now recording it the week before it premieres and premieres. It's not like this is some national TV show the week before it goes live and, um, it's stinking hot here. And we'll talk about it in the podcast. Milo's going to make an appearance. A lot of apparent here he is right now making appearances in the podcast. This is truly just a hodgepodge of a episode, but we are talking about something that we're passionate about. And I hope that you will feel encouraged by it and just know that what we're sharing is our personal beliefs and everybody has to do what they believe is important to them. But I hope more than anything that you walk away from this episode with some ideas of how to budget your money, because that's all it boils down to is creating a plan for spending your money so that you spend it the way that you want to. All right, I'm done rambling on. Here's my conversation with Cody. Hey, Cody, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast. Hey, Kelly, I'm super excited to be in your recording studio today. Yeah, in my recording studio, which is our kitchen where we're currently sweating our A-S-S-E-S is? Did I spell that right? (laughs) Sweating our butts off. It's a little toasty in here. Because it is beginning of June in Germany, and how hot is it today, would you say? It's in the 80s, I guess? Yeah, I think it got up to 87, is what the Weather Channel said, but it's like a heat wave. Which is nothing. We're from Texas. It should be a kind problem, right? Kind problem. Except we have no air conditioning in our house. Right. Why don't German, like, is this a new thing? Because your work doesn't have air conditioning either. Why is that? Like, we're in the 21st century. Yeah, I think all the buildings are so old. Think about it that way. The Germans are so traditional. Like, they wouldn't want to, like, you can't install air conditioning in the buildings. But in your work building, it's new. Part of it's still 10, 15 years old. But yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> yesterday was the, I guess, what, the first day of like above 70s? Yeah, the first day I got above 80. And you were nice enough to move uh, our, fa- we have one fan in our house. Well, we have one ceiling fan and then like one floor fan. And you moved the floor fan into my office nook area for me and it worked. For how long? It worked until about like two or three, but that's when the sun like hits that window. Yeah, our our apartment almost said flat. That's cringy. (laughs) Our apartment's in the old attic of our building, so there's a ton of windows, which is really great in the spring and fall. A lot of natural light, but in the summertime, all that natural light turns into a lot of heat. Yeah, so I think at like... I don't know, maybe 1230 yesterday or one, I sent you an, I sent you an email with like a bunch of links on Amazon. And then I text you and I said, check your email. Uh, I think we need to invest. And I sent you like links to all these. I didn't even know this existed until, I mean, I was dying here yesterday. Not really, but, um, 
what is like film for the windows. It's like car window tint, but for your house. house. So, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about budgeting today. We didn't budget that into our monthly (laughs) budget, but I didn't care because if I'm going to be here all day long, every day, all through summer, I need something. We're going to try and see if that will help cool the house down. I ordered another fan. I'll probably order a couple more in the next week or two if it gets much <laughs> hotter. Fan, you true. end up having to retrofit a ceiling fan every room. Yeah. Ceiling fans aren't a thing here either. No, they're not. And the one we do have is tiny. It's the only so thing that would fit. Yeah. But you can't even really tell it's on in there. It does help. Okay, now enough banter about our hot house situation. You're Cody, my husband. Obviously, people know that. They hear me talk about you on the podcast. I All rag- good, I'm sure. Yeah, except for... Did you ever listen to the email episode? I told you about it. Email episode. About cl- keeping your inbox clean? Yeah, that's a struggle. Yeah, I threw you under the bus hardcore on that one. Really? You didn't listen. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I threw you under the bus about your inbox, and then I felt oh. bad because... I know that Janet listens to the podcast sometimes, and I was talking bad about her stepson. And so oh, she was probably laughing. <laughs> but tell us, tell us, tell the listeners who you are and a little bit about you. Okay, I'm an industrial engineer. I help design assembly lines that build electric and electronic parts for cars. Thank you for giving us the most basic (laughs) definition. I've had lots of practice. Yeah, with me. So today we're going to talk about budgeting because it's something I'm really passionate about. I And some of that passion has rubbed off on me over the years. Yeah, and I think I've shared about it on the podcast before, but if not, uh, my dad like really instilled in me at a young age about saving my money and keeping track of it. And I still remember, like, I can still picture me sitting in my bedroom and, like, having to fill out this damn spreadsheet of, like, how I was spending my money. You know, I got my allowance, and then I had to track it and put it in a spreadsheet, and then I had to email it to him. or Because I don't even think I had a laptop. Like, it was on my desktop, so then I had to email it to him. And he would review it and see how I was spending my money. And I remember thinking it was so stupid and what a waste of time. And like, here we are. Now you're just like him. (laughs) You never told me that story. No? No. Oh, yeah. But it totally makes sense. Yeah. And so that was, Milo's here with us too. (laughs) He's letting us know somebody probably burped outside. Ugh. Um, But yeah, I've talked about my dad, um, or I've talked about my classroom economy that I had, the buck teen bucks and how my kids earn money and all that kind of stuff. And I think that was all born from my dad being obnoxious about making me track my money. And so it became a priority for me. And then I taught it to my kids. And then, yeah, when we got married, I shared about it with you and you were gracious enough to be open to testing it out. Yeah, it's something I always tried on my own just with the... Excel spreadsheet, but without somebody else to hold you accountable, I'm the that kind of person I couldn't do it on my own because I'd try to wing it. I don't know if you knew that or not about me. <laughs> I did. 
you mentioned Excel spreadsheet and that's what I started out like 10 years ago tracking my money on. And I'm not going to say it doesn't work, but it doesn't work because I don't know, technology has advanced so much now that there's so many different resources you can use. And we'll talk about them in a minute, but, uh, we use every dollar and then there's, there's mint, mint and there's, you need a budget. So there's all different kinds of platforms where you can go in and, um, you know, set what you want to spend for different categories and then it'll track it for you. You just have to find what works for you. And today we're going to share about what we found, what has worked for us thus far. We're only just, you know, we're still newly married and figuring it out. And we're definitely not experts at our finances by any means. And, uh, you know, we're still learning. But I think that we've created some systems that have worked for us to help us pay off debt and prevent us from going into further debt and basically just being able to pay I don't want to say everything with cash because we're not at the point where we could go buy a house or even buy a car or anything with cash but um we you know cover the small unexpected expenses without overly stressing about it yeah by budgeting and saving ahead of time yeah without going in debt or having to put on a credit card because we found a way to budget for it and save for it at a time. Yeah, like our story about when we moved here. So when we moved, we decided to forego moving any of our belongings over here other than what could fit on the plane that the company would pay for to go on the plane. So we had like five suitcases we moved with. Yeah, so, but the stipulation was, or the deal was, I guess, that the the company would give us a set amount of money to spend to furnish our house and... Uh, yeah, I got really excited because I'm like, oh, I get to furnish a new house. And I'm going to say, this is where I'm going to use a royal we, but I really mean a royal you, (laughs) calculated the money. So they gave us money in what, euros? I think that... Yeah, it was in euros. Because we're in Germany. Yeah, so they gave us money in euros, which is this like a whole budgeting thing we've had to learn how to do since moving here exchange rate. but they gave us money in euros and then you just like got on google to see what the exchange rate was for the day or didn't even think about it just saw what the exchange rate was and calculated it to how many dollars we had to furnish our house and because we won't get into all of it but basically we're Paying for everything with dollars. Yeah, and buying things off Amazon or Wayfair or whatever. A lot of things online that are paid with dollars. That just, yeah, even if it's a euro, it converts to a dollar like before, like by the time it hits our bank account. So we're still pretty much living in a dollar world except for when we're paying cash. Anyways, um, we calculated how many dollars we had to spend on decorating our house. And I spent all that money and even a little bit more because... I like to have nice things. And then we sat down at one of our monthly budget meetings and we were over our, I don't know how we found out, but basically we figured out that we had overspent our. You, you had overspent more than, instead of overspending by a little bit, you know, by a little bit, you know, overspending by a medium bit. <laughs> because 
we calculated the exchange. Well, why don't you explain it? Yeah, we moved in October, so we got the stipend in October. And I calculated the exchange rate in October. But the U.S. economy was doing pretty good, and the European economy was doing not so good. So the exchange rate actually got better to where euros was less dollars. But we were still spending in dollars without adjusting the amount of money. So just over natural, just over time, that amount of dollars got less. Yeah, I didn't understand anything you just said, and I didn't understand what happened when it happened. I didn't understand it until I went back and redid all the math to figure out what happened. Yeah, but basically I spent, like like you said, I overspent, you know, a couple hundred dollars, and the next thing we know it was more than a couple hundred dollars just because of the exchange rate. But we had to figure out a way. The whole purpose of, like, this tangent we're getting on is that it was money that we didn't budget for and we didn't necessarily have a place for it but because of the routines we've put in place and the savings accounts that we've set up we were able to pay back ourselves essentially I guess you would say yeah just by budgeting a little bit extra savings each month to pay ourselves back so at the end of the day we overspent we spent money we didn't technically have but because of the routines we had in place it i don't want to say it didn't affect us because it did we had to dip into emergency savings to cover it we did and that's why we have emergency savings and that's why like when we were sitting there talking about it, i remember it was after dinner one night and i was so disappointed in myself and i felt so bad and you were because i spent the money but you were feeling disappointed and upset with yourself because you miscalculated and you know, we had our moment of like frustration that we overspent this money, but then within a day or two, we were able to feel a little bit more, I guess, I don't want to say we still weren't upset about it because we were, but we didn't have the stress of, oh no, we're not going to be able to pay rent or or pay this bill or, you know, we're going to have to buy the cheaper dog food for the dogs this month or anything because we had the plans in place to be able to accommodate for that. And I think that's the biggest thing about a budget is assigning a a name to every dollar and then having a plan of action so that when things do come up that are not anticipated, you're not having to um, scrap from your monthly budget. I think that's the thing I, when I think about my friends that I've talked to is that things come up last minute and they have to take it out of their money that they're using that month to buy groceries or even just to go out with friends. Like I know that those are maybe superficial things that you don't have to spend money on, but things that are important to you and they have to take from that money to put new tires on their car or whatever. Exactly the story I was going to say. So I wasn't saving well enough when I was living the bachelor life. So I, I did have to put new tires on my truck. And end up just putting on the credit card, which is like... A big no-no. I know <laughs> some people's not a choice, but it's really the worst thing you can do in that situation. Yeah. So the things we're going to share about today are really just how we've been able to set ourselves up for financial freedom, I guess. I, I shouldn't say... No? I wouldn't say freedom, but maybe... But I don't think success is the right word either no, because we're not like over here rolling in tow. No, more like peace of mind. Yeah, financial peace of mind. And as a teacher, 
And now as an online entrepreneur who's, you know, not even making a full-time income, those things are really important to be able to do the things you want to do and spend the money on things that are important to you, but also know that you have all your bases covered. So you want to talk about our annual family meeting. It's fun. We go to a coffee shop and hang out, bust out some spreadsheets, (laughs) really get into the nitty gritty. That sounds dirty. So... We have a yearly meeting at the big, at the end. Usually, yeah. It was like in that week because I get that week off of work, so we do it between that week of Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, and we sit down with a spreadsheet and map out everything that we foresee ourselves having to spend in the coming year. Yeah, everything we think of, like automobile expenses, tires, oil changes, things we know we want to pay in full, like car insurance if we can. So we can budget for it. Dental cleanings, because my health insurance doesn't cover you. Maybe it does. That's bad that I don't know that. <laughs> we have a spreadsheet. And, and it's a Google Doc, so we can just share it and update it from wherever, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So we include things like our HOA fees on there, insurance. Um, we also budget for Christmas at the be- like at the beginning of the year how much money we want to spend for Christmas because that's an expense that we know is coming up so we prepare for it and annual subscriptions and we know you have to pay in full that are a big hit like Amazon Prime don't want to lose that two day shipping <laughs> although here in uh, Germany it's like only sixty euros a year yeah and even with the exchange rate that we come out ahead I don't know. Why it's so much cheaper? I, I bet they're trying to like get in the market. Do you think it's because Germany's smaller? They have less to ship? Yeah, so, so it is .de, so they should have their own warehouses here. Yeah. So yeah, think about that. That'd be like having your own just Texas. in Texas, yeah, but with better highways. Yeah. So uh, also like birthday gifts for each other, um, our budgeting service that we'll talk about in a minute. We also... Vet bills... Yeah. Basically, we just try to avoid any kind of last-minute expenses coming up. I mean, that doesn't sit, that doesn't mean we something don't that have doesn't them. fit into your monthly budget. But we know we will probably have to spend the money sometime in the year. We're trying to budget for it ahead of time. So we sit down in December and we run all those numbers and add it up, and then divide it by twelve. And we take that number, whatever, how much ever money it is that we need to be saving each month, and we put it into an annual savings account. So I guess let's talk about our different accounts we have, because we have a lot, not because we have a lot of money, but because you're married to an OCD anal Um, wife. Organized person. (laughs) But yeah, what's really great about our credit union is that we can open as many savings and checking accounts as we want. And you can even do them online. So we do have several savings accounts for special things we're saving for. I think we have one for the annual savings like we talked about. We have one for... F, we call it our fund, fund savings, savings account. Like our vacation savings if we want to go on vacation. Essentially, or when I want to buy decorations for the house and we didn't budget for it. <laughs> yeah. Emergency savings. We have an emergency savings. So I guess that's another thing we didn't really talk about because we're not... We built up a savings account enough to last us like, a, a couple months if 
let's be real, I don't have a job if Cody loses his job. But um, also for, you know, when I was teaching, if either of us lost our job, we built up a savings account. Yeah, and that was just doing the Dave Ramsey baby steps thing. Yeah, so a lot of what we're talking about is stuff we've gleaned from Dave Ramsey. I wouldn't say we follow him explicitly, but for the most part. We did the baby steps when we got married, built up a savings account, paid off my student loans. Thanks for sharing the load on that one. And then built up the emergency savings, which is a little bit longer term. Yeah. So I don't know what the baby steps are after that, to be honest. Save for retirement. I think you at Pay off some your house point, and then give. Like and at some point you save for a kid's college, but that's not really in our game plan right now. Yeah, not for a while. So back to the annual savings. Mm-hmm. So we transfer all that, that monthly amount just automatically every month. So we don't even miss it. And it's been a lifesaver for things that, because there's things that crop up that we didn't plan for in our annual coffee and spreadsheet meeting. <laughs> but we've been able to pay it out of that because there's some things you decide that turn out you don't need to pay for, but that peace of mind and the not having to stress about it. We actually even budget for my hair appointments um, in there too because I started getting my hair <laughs> colored last year. Yeah, so it's a little more expensive than a normal haircut. So we knew it's something we didn't want to budget for every month, but something we knew we were going to pay for in the year. Hey, are you on my email list yet? Because you should be. I have three reasons why I think you should be joining my email list right now. First is that each mm, weekish, I send out an exclusive email to my email subscribers. In this email, I share tips and ideas on classroom organization and management. I also share tidbits about our personal life here in Germany. Basically, it's just a really fun way for me to connect with you on a bit of a more personal level. And fun fact, if you do hit respond and type me back an email whenever I send out a newsletter, it comes straight to my personal inbox and I respond. I also send out a monthly newsletter recapping all the things that I blogged about and podcasted about in the previous month. The second reason I would love to have you on my email list is because you're the first to know about new products launching, new offers I have, and sometimes I even send out free things to you just because I feel like it. Email subscribers will also get early access to resources and courses that I'm going to be launching this year in 2019. Lastly, as an email subscriber, you get access to the organizer's bin. This is a free resource with organization management resources and products that I've created to support you. There's a classroom makeover goal planning sheet, 10 organizational tools, every teacher needs a classroom packup list, all sorts of stuff. You can head to bit.ly slash tsotorgbin, that's T-S-O-T-O-R-G-B-I-N, to sign up, or you can just look at this week's show notes. Once you sign up for my email list, you'll have full access to the organizer's bin. This is really just my way of saying thank you for letting me be a part of your inbox because I know how full our inboxes can get. And so I really appreciate you allowing me to pop in there every week or so. I also have plans to continue adding resources and products to the organizer's bin as time goes on. So the two links you need are bit.ly slash bin. You'll be able to sign up for my email list and get access to the organizer's bin. Savings accounts that are worth fun savings, uh, fun savings, 
annual savings and emergency savings. We also each have, well, we don't anymore now that we're here with our German bank, but when we were still living in the U.S., we also each had our separate checking account that we would put like our fund money into. Yeah, we just agreed a certain amount every month would auto, once again, just auto drafts, you don't really think about it. I think mine was just my old checking account I had before we got married. That was mine too. (laughs) So we didn't even have, it didn't take any extra effort. Yeah. And that's our, don't have to ask, just spend on whatever you want. It wasn't that much money, so. (laughs) Well, I think the, the biggest thing I talk to about on the podcast and on my blog is about creating routines. And I think that's what this, what our budget does is it creates a routine for us. We do this every December. We shouldn't say every, we've been married two Decembers now. So we've done it two years, but I think it'll stick. I think it's worked out really well for us. Oh yeah. No, it's been worth it. It's something that I didn't do before we got married that was all your idea. Yes. (laughs) Don't pat yourself on the back too hard, but it's been, I've really liked it. Yes, it's, it can be a little overly structured, or it appears overly structured on the surface, but spending that couple hours one time a year. Did you think it was crazy when I first proposed that? At the like, I think I probably brought that up even before we got married. I thought you were crazy, but then you brought up spreadsheets, and so you know I like spreadsheets, <laughs> and then I was in for that. Yeah, basically just creating routines. We have our, month, our yearly meeting, and then we go into our monthly meetings. So before we have our monthly budget meeting, we'll sit down and we'll look at a calendar for the year, for the month, I mean, and like figure out where we're going, what we're doing, whose birthdays are that month, um, put a date night on the calendar, at least talk about, you know, what do we want to do for a date night this month? Like how big of a budget do we want for it? Whose job it is to plan it. Yeah, but we haven't been doing that lately. And sharing the load. Collaboration. Yeah. Um, and so we first like talk about our month overview, I guess. And then we sit down, or I guess we're still sitting. <laughs> but then we move on and we talk about our monthly budget and what we need to spend money on the upcoming month. So that's the thing that Dave Ramsey talks about that I really liked. And I never... Because I've always... I shouldn't say always, but really since I started working, I've always had a budget and I'm using air quotes and it's like, okay, I'm going to spend this much money on this and this much money on this, but I never like necessarily tracked it or I just like had a ballpark number and I, so then you, you go over it or whatever. And that's okay. But the thing I like about what Dave Ramsey says is that you spend every dollar and that doesn't necessarily mean you spend it on buying decorations for the house. Can you tell what we're like dealing with right now? But even like spending it is even putting it into our investments or our savings account. We're putting a, we're assigning every single dollar to a, they should have every euro, every yeah, euro.com. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, that's the website we use, everydollar.com, and we assign a category, I guess. So is that how you would describe it? Yeah, there's definitely categories. So there's like housing, solid bills for your house, savings, 
the money you put in the savings account. So that's where all our automatic transfers go into that category. But I'm saying like we put a label on every single dollar. We know where every dollar is going, even if it doesn't get spent in that account. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Restaurants, groceries, my haircut. What else do you spend money on? House decorations. House decorations. (laughs) Dog food. But the website is called everydollar.com that we use, and we sit down at the beginning. I mean, now we're at the point where it's just like we go in and just change a couple numbers here and there depending on the month, what's coming up. But at the the beginning... Yeah, at the beginning it took a little bit, and I would say it probably took us two or three months to figure out once we combined our finances, like what, how much it costs to grocery shop for two, and you know all those things that we weren't doing before. It took us a few months, and even still, we've been married a year and a half, almost two years, in like two months. That crypto, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, There's literally still every month I will go in at the end of the month. For for example, it's. June 4th right now when we're recording this and I need to go in for May and like I overspent in a couple categories take one one guess Um, and I need to like but then we didn't spend because I was in traveling a lot and you were here by yourself eating like bachelor food like grocery budget we are actually I think it's eating out budget we're low on so I'll rebalance so that you know everything kind of looks like we didn't overspend in one area. Yeah, you just take the time. So that's the value of that year, not the yearly, the monthly budget meeting. So that's the value of that monthly budget meeting is we say, oh, Kelly's going to be gone for a week this month, or maybe I'm going to be on a business trip for a week. So maybe we need a little bit less groceries, a little bit less eating out, but maybe more of something else like, what do you do when I'm gone? Decorate the house? No. But more, yeah, probably more like fun money for me because I'll go out with my girlfriends or whatever. Yeah, so that, what do we call that, like entertainment? Yeah. So you might put an extra $20 there so you can go out a couple more times. Yeah, or when I know that I, when I know I want to get like a normal haircut that's just like, you know, 60 bucks or so, then we budget for that. But just different, like summer is coming up and we both are in need of some new clothes. So we budgeted more this month for those things. But so, what did we take away from to budget for that? Because you can't just budget. For yeah, one. that's true. So, well, I mean, like, I didn't have a counseling, like, I'm not having a counseling appointment this month. So okay. we took away that money. And I don't think we have, like, any major birthdays. Like, that oh, we yeah, include birthdays. Yeah, no birthdays. Um, we already got your brother his birthday gift. Yeah, so okay. we're good there. But he's already taken Um, you know, so then we kind of save some money there, but it's also nice because me being such a planner, it helps me think through at the beginning of the month, like, what do I need to prioritize spending money on this month and what is maybe not as important. And then we put it in the every dollar spreadsheet or website. Yeah. And what's great about the every dollar is it's in our yearly annual savings to pay for it, but there is a paid version. So there's a free version, a paid version. And, and we, we started out using yeah. the free version, but somebody... Single ladies, when you're by yourself, you can use the free version. It's no problem because you can trust yourself to track everything you spend. But then when you get married, you might want to invest in the paid version. Yeah, so 
it was definitely a struggle for me to always remember to keep a receipt or put it in by hand. But with the paid version, you sync your bank account to it, and then it imports all of your transactions, mm-hmm. and then it's a drag and drop into each category. Yeah. So you get paid, you put that into the income, you buy gas, you put that into the gas category, and it just does all the math for you. Yeah, and so then you know, for example, like what you have left for the month for eating out. So can we go to this restaurant, or do we need to eat in tonight, or you know, whatever kind of thing like that. And also when it comes to monthly budget planning, I probably didn't like really have this conversation with you. It was just, I, when I was still teaching, I had a line item in the budget for school expenditures. So if I knew, okay, the end of the school year is coming up and I want to buy gifts or Christmas parties coming up and I want to, you know, whatever, I always had a budget there because I I think the trouble I got into when I first started teaching is I just, anytime that I wanted anything for my classroom, whether it was for the kids or an organizational tool or some resource that I wanted to buy, I just spent it because I thought, oh, it's for the kids. Uh, But that, you know, dwindles your money pretty quickly. So I put a line item in my budget or in our budget. And I think for you, I just would tell you, okay, I'm going to spend, you know, this much on my classroom this year, this month. And yeah, so then I was being a little bit more accountable to how much money I was spending on my classroom. All right. I think we're good. I think we're good. This podcast is brought to you by a lot of sweating and a couple of Tom Collins. (laughs) (laughs) Share your Tom Collins recipe, which is like my favorite drink. I never yeah. knew what a Tom Collins was until I don't know. You must have. My like, friend Aaron ordered it at a bar once and said, "Hey, try this." It's like I said, "What is this?" It's a Tom Collins, which is completely. Anyways, tangents. Two servings. Three ounces of gin. How many shots ounce. is that? Like, let's be a little bit more. A shot glass is one and a half ounces, so it's two shot. Two shot glasses of gin. Like. Depending on how sweet you want it, half to one shot glass of simple syrup that's just sugary water. Mm-hmm. And one lemon, which comes out to about half an ounce to one ounce of lemon juice. Shake it up, get it nice and cold, pour it over ice, and whatever space you have, top up with carbonated water. It's pretty good, uh, pretty good when it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's a refreshing drink. All right, y'all, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I thought I would share a few ways to save money. So like I said in the episode that I budgeted, I tried to budget in my later years how much money I would spend and what I would spend it on. Um, Like I said at the beginning, my first few years, I wasn't budgeting, but I was spending without paying attention and... There are a ton of ways that you can be creative with spending money for your kids, and I'm going to share a few recommendations that I have. So the first is, guys, ask your parents. More often, I think in the beginning I was afraid to ask parents because I was afraid of them thinking I was taking advantage of them, but they want to help. Ask them. Reach out to your counselor. Our counselor had a closet full of materials. Like I remember asking her one time and then her taking me to her closet of materials. And there was so much 
student materials in there that I was like, why haven't I been waiting all this time to ask? Reach out to them because more than likely they have some kind of hookup. For example, churches that I've been a part of will team up with schools and their counselors and their school system or specific schools and donate the church that we went to back home every year would have a school drive to one specific school that was a low-income school in our area and we would fill up bags with all sorts of school supplies and take it to them and then they would take it to the school and I'm sure that that counselor put it in their closet and that is how the exact same way that the counselor at my school in a completely different town got all those materials. So reach out to your school, ask churches or other religious organizations. They're willing to help. Also, don't forget to trade with other teachers. I cannot tell you how many times I would send out an email, hey, I need glue sticks. And then I would send it out in the middle of the day and I would literally get like six or seven kids from other teachers, like other classrooms with boxes of glue sticks. Ask your teacher friends. They have it trade with them. I'll give you glue sticks if you give me red folders, whatever. Amazon wish lists are a huge thing right now. I have not had experience with that, but I know a lot of teachers who have. So create a wish list, share it with your family. If it's really important to you, share it with your family around Christmas time or your birthday if you would rather receive things for your classroom at that time. Also, I don't know if enough teachers know about this, but Half Price Books will give out free boxes I don't know if they give it out to any teacher. When I got them, I went to them and said, hey, I'm a new teacher. I'm a first-year teacher. I need books to build up my library. Can you help me out? And I think they gave me three or four boxes full of books. I had to go through them because not all of them were the right age group or appropriate for my students. But that's really how I built a lot of my classroom library. So don't forget to check out Half Price Books if you're in the USA. I will also link to a website I found with over 90 retailers, 90, that offer teacher discounts. Um, I'm sure you've seen some of these before, but some of them are Barnes & Noble, Lowe's, Office Max, Ann Taylor, Banana Republic, even Apple, Disney, um, Horace Mann, Insurancers. We talked about insurance in our conversation, Cody and I did, and Horace Mann is the company that we use because they are for educators. They were founded... I'm not sure if they were founded by educators, but they were founded for educators. So Horace Mann gives great deals for educators. Check them out. And y'all, just keep doing what you're doing for your kids. And whatever you feel is right in your heart to do for your kiddos, do that and believe in it. But I also want to give you the freedom and the permission to know that it's not your responsibility to spend all of your money on your classroom, whether it's decorating or buying resources for your kids, it's not your responsibility. So do it out of love and out of joy and because you want to, not because you feel like you have to, because you don't. All right, guys, I will see you back here next week. Teaching is so incredibly overwhelming and the start of the school year can be so fun and exciting, but also really overwhelming. One of the biggest questions or the struggles that I saw teachers asking last summer was, what can I be doing right now to get ready for this school year? I saw both veteran teachers asking that and first-year teachers. But my constant answer to that question was, work on your behavior management plan, 
outline your routines, and decide how you want to organize your classroom. Those are like the three things that you could be doing. But this year, I have an even better answer than just those three things. The Kickstart Your School Year course was designed to help you start a new school year. Whether you're a first-year teacher, you're an experienced veteran teacher, you're going to have clear, actionable steps for setting up and organizing your classroom, as well as a detailed plan for managing your students and starting your school year on the right foot. You can get all the info you need at the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash kickstart. I am so pumped to finally be launching this course that has been an idea in my brain for a couple of years now. This course is designed to help you, the overworked, busy, stressed out teacher. We're going to walk through how to plan for self-care, create detailed management plans, discuss how to organize and decorate your classroom in a way that works for you. And you're also going to think about how to create your plans for the first few days, first week of school. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can get all the information and sign up for the course at the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash kickstart. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Simply Teach. Remember all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and access to the Simply Organized Teacher email list is all over my website, thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. Also, you can find me on Instagram at thesimplyorganizedteacher. Guys, I want to be your social media friend. I want to interact with you, so come find me. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com.